Hey, good morning and welcome to Noah's Window. We're doing another day of bonus material from last weekend's message. Uh, you know, the truth be told, we could do Noah's Window with bonus material from that message for probably about six weeks. Our subject this weekend was prayer. We're talking about following Jesus and of course, prayer is all over the Bible, but Jesus left us, left us with a pattern for prayer that we call the Lord's Prayer. And that's what we talked about. If you haven't had a chance to watch the message, I hope that you'll you'll check it out because there's a whole lot there as we talked about God's pattern meeting our situation. But I'd like to just go back to one part of the message that I would have liked to have expanded. You know, when uh, in the Lord's Prayer, we pray our Father in heaven, it's not like we're addressing an envelope, you know, putting God's address on there. God knows where he lives. But there was a reason why Jesus wanted us to use that prepositional phrase in heaven. You know, heaven has a vantage point that earth doesn't have. I mean, it's like seeing something from above and seeing something from ground level. It's very different. And so God wanted us to know that whenever we prayed, it was important for us to recognize right up front that God can see things that we can't see. And oftentimes in our praying, we're frustrated or maybe even angry because God doesn't answer our prayers the way we think he should answer our prayers. So I want to talk about that for just a few moments. And I want to show you a verse of scripture that is very famous, but I want to show you what comes right before that, because God is teaching us the more we look at this, that when we pray, it's important for us to bring our petitions to God. In other words, whatever we're concerned about, we should bring those things to God. But we should understand right up front that he sees what we can't see. Before I give you those verses, let me ask you a question. Have you ever um, changed your prayer six weeks after you prayed the first one because the world changed? And what you thought you needed, you determined later on. You didn't need it or you needed something different. Well, that's what we're talking about today. Now, in just a moment, I'm going to get to Romans 8, 28, which is one of the most famous verses in the Bible. We know it communicates to us that in all things, God works for good. Well, well that's true in a general sense, and that's how we normally apply it. But did you know that Romans 8, 28 is actually given to us in the context of prayer? In other words, when when the Bible tells us, as we're going to see in just a few moments, that all things work together for good, what it means is that all the different elements of the prayer situation, our prayers, God answering, the Holy Spirit in the middle, all those things work together for good when we pray. So let's pick this up in verse 26 of Romans chapter 8, and then we'll get to verse 28. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what to pray for or what God wants us to pray for. <laughs> That's a really important statement. We don't know what to pray for. Well, it's true. Although when I pray, I think I know what to pray for, but God is just reminding me, I don't know. Now, it wasn't like God just put a period that ended the discussion there as if to say, Mark, you don't know how to pray, so don't pray. God didn't say that. He said, pray anyway. And he goes on to say, the Holy Spirit, who is God living inside of us, prays for us. Now, this is really cool. When I pray, I start a series of events happening. When I pray, I don't know what to pray for, but the Holy Spirit of God, the third person of the Trinity, steps in and begins to pray for me, as if to say, Father, you know Mark doesn't know what to ask for. He doesn't know the future. He doesn't know the hearts and motivations of everybody in his life. He may think he does, but he doesn't. So I'm going to come along and pray for him. Now look at this. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. Now this is a really 
interesting Greek statement because what it's saying in the original language is the Holy Spirit prays for us in unspeakable words that can't be heard. He prays in unspeakable sounds with unhearable words. This is like communication among the Godhead. God, the Holy Spirit, talking to God the Father, God speaking on my behalf. The Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us, just like an attorney would make a plea for you. But this time it's the Holy Spirit making the plea for us believers in harmony with God's own will. Well, one more time, I want to pick up what I started a few moments ago. When I start praying, I'm praying about what I think I need. And God wants me to do that. But I can't see around corners, and I don't even, I don't even know what's in my own heart. So when I start praying, the Holy Spirit joins the conversation. Then he begins to talk to God and say, the, the Father, and say, Father, Mark doesn't know uh, what he needs. He doesn't completely understand our will for his life. So I'm going to come along, and I'm going to take his prayer, and I'm going to translate it so that it will work in heaven. Now, let me go back and read that whole thing so we'll see how it fits together. The Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know how to pray, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that can't be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads, pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And now we have Romans 8.28, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who, who love God, who are called according to to God's purpose. Now, as I said, that verse works in a general sense because it's generally true. God causes all things to work together for good. But I think the initial meaning there of the text is that when we pray, God makes the whole process work for good. Our feeble attempt at prayer that's done in obedience to God with an open heart, prayed according to the pattern that Jesus gave us in the Lord's Prayer, and the Holy Spirit joins us and begins to talk with us. What I left out, though, is that we know from other scriptures that Jesus intercedes to the Father. It's almost like the Holy Spirit takes the prayer to Jesus and Jesus takes the prayer to the Heavenly Father. And God says it all works for good for you. God is making all these things work out to answer your prayers. Wow. I hope that the next time you pray the Lord's pattern and you pray our Father in heaven, I hope you think about not only what's going on down here on the earth, but what's going on on your behalf in heaven? Well, thanks for joining us today for Noah's Window. So how about we just put our, um, our human minds together today and do the best we can to pray, knowing that God will take care of all the rest. Our Father God, we're so thankful that you help us in our weakness in this all-important subject of prayer. So, Lord, you know what we need today. We're going to do our best to bring our, our requests to you, but we know that the Holy Spirit's going to take those and just completely translate them so that your work and your will in our life will take place. Thank you for loving us so much. Thank you for hearing our prayers. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks for joining us today on Noah's Window. I hope you have a wonderful day. And don't forget that when you pray, all heaven gets busy. God bless. See you soon.